Welcome to Speaking of Grace, the weekly message podcast from the Whole Life Church in Orlando, Florida. We're a multi-ethnic, multicultural, and multi-generational congregation committed to our mission of loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. We are committed to our vision of being a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community. Thank you for joining us as we continue Speaking of Grace. Aren't our teens and young adults the best? Yeah. We just got the best people all around, right? I mean, just the best. And Well, I'm not taking any credit for it. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying it's fun to hang out with cool people. That's all I'm saying. And speaking of which, I do, have to, I do have to brag a little bit. Last week, we were missing a number of people because there's this huge event called Red Zone that uh, Pathfinders go to. If you don't know what Pathfinders are, they're uh, kind of a, uh, a, a organization for young men, young women that are kind of in their, uh, you know, what is it? Fifth grade to sixth grade to eighth grade or ninth grade? I should know this. I used to be very pretty involved with this. Through high school. And then there's some people who just never leave and always stay in for the rest of their lives. So anyway, but they had a big event and our church just started a Pathfinder Club this year. Um, joined in with Central Church, which is just down the road from us. And we came together. Uh, over 70 kids are in the club. They took over 70 kids uh, near Gainesville this last weekend, had a big event there. And I want to tell you, I used to be, like I said, I used to be a Pathfinder director for a large group of, uh, of churches in Kentucky and Tennessee. And we do these events. And whenever you had a new club, you're like, man, just show up. Don't worry about it. Just show up. It's going to be a little rough the first time you do it. It's okay. Just show up. Not our club. Um, many thanks to Tomas, uh, who's our leader. Yeah. And uh, many thanks to uh, Kleber, uh, Pastor Kleber down the road. He was there too as well. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what, they... Um, Drill is one of the hardest events that you can be in, and our club plays second. Yeah, which I cannot tell you after only one year being, uh, less than a year being together, that's incredible. And I'm told that they placed in almost every category, so that's pretty impressive. Just proud of our young people, proud of all the people who are investing themselves in our young people. Uh, I want you to know this is something that pays off, so thank you so much to everybody that's involved with that. Let's bow our heads have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you. And today, as we're about to take part in, in an important moment with you, communion, I pray that our hearts would be connected to your heart. I pray that we would hear you speak, whether it's loud or whether it's a whisper, that we'd be listening and recognize it. We pray in your name. Amen. Amen. So for those of you who need to catch up a little bit, we are finishing our 11-part series on the Ten Commandments. So today's the last one if you uh, need to go. By the way, one of the cool things on our new website, wholelife.church, whole uh, whole one of the cool things on that website is that you can go click on media and you can see all the different series that we've done. So if you missed one, you can always go catch up really quickly. So that's a pretty cool thing. So if you need to catch up more quickly than that, though, here's what you can do. Pay attention. The first commandment taught us that only God saves us. 
The second commandment taught us that we don't create things to worship in place of God. The third one said, oh, let me not go too fast. The third one says, what we say about God matters. The fourth one, we can rest because Jesus has done all the work. The fifth commandment teaches us that spiritual blessings flow from a proper respect of life givers. The sixth tells us don't take away life, rather give life. The seventh tells us we must love like God loves us. The eighth, addition is better than subtraction. The ninth, thank you, Anderling, for a fantastic job, live with integrity. And then the final commandment is the one that we're going to be doing today. It's the 10th commandment found in Exodus chapter 20, verse 17. And this comes from the New American Standard Bible. And this is how the New American Standard Bible translates. It says, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male slave or his female slave or his ox or his donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Jesus told us who our neighbor is, correct? That's everyone. All right, so everyone. So we're told that we are not to covet, to what, what isn't ours. And so if I were going to summarize this commandment for you, which I am going to, I would summarize it this way. Be happy and content now because only God saves us. Oh, you see what I did there? Some of you did. Be happy and content now because only God saves us. So we're going to talk about that for a couple minutes here. But first, I got to tell you, um, I coveted Roy Ice's job. Everybody knows Roy Ice, right? Some people know Roy Ice. Good dude, I'm told. I don't know him, but I coveted Roy Ice's job. I'm not going to lie. I coveted it. About three, a little over three years ago, um, the uh, Faith for Today, which is the longest-running Seventh-day Adventist uh, media uh, organization, the, uh, the speaker director, Mike Tucker, so I'm going to be retiring. And so they went on a search. They hired a company called Faith Search Partners to, to find somebody. So they scoured the land. They came up with a whole bunch of people. And I knew that God had called me to do this <laughs> because it made complete sense of my life. Have you, ever, have, you, have you ever had that experience where you knew this one thing, if you had it, would make everything else make sense? Because like for me, I started off as a theology major at Southern, then I went to communications, and I went and worked in, in public relations and communications. I worked in broadcast news. I worked in broadcasting. And then I came back to being a pastor. And so I knew this finally made sense why God sent me on that really roundabout journey. It was because he knew I would need that broadcasting experience to be the speaker director of Faith for Today. And uh, so joined a whole bunch of other people and uh, made it through the first round of cuts, made it through the second round of cuts, uh, made it till there were only three of us that were interviewing. And the final interview was up at the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventist headquarters in Washington, D.C. And I went up to interview for it. And uh, as you realize by the fact that I'm standing here today, I coveted Roy Ice because Roy Ice got the job and uh, I've got to tell you, man, I, I just, there's some things that like eat at you, right? Like you, like you don't get a particular job or you don't, or that person that you really thought was right for you breaks up with you and it just eats at you. I'm not going to lie to you. This one ate at me. I, 
I was angry at God. I was like, just, just, I mean, why would you let me go through that entire process? Because I, at the very beginning, I said, Lord, don't let me go. If I'm not going to be concerned, just let me get knocked out early so I don't get my heart set on it. When I made it to the final three, I was like, I see what you're doing, Jesus. Um, um, and, and then when Jesus said, do you? I was like, um, somebody made a mistake up there, okay? Something, something went wrong. I felt really angry with God. And Rochelle will tell you, it was like really, it's like one of those things that I just, it just ate at me. It's like, man, I would have been so good for that. It would have been so perfect. It would make everything make sense. I would have loved, I'd love to be doing that. And I coveted Roy Ice's job so much. Um, and then about a year and a half ago, maybe a little bit more than a year and a half ago, Faith Search Partners called me up and they said, hey, Ken, we've got this church down in Florida. We know you. And they told me it's Whole Life Church. And I said, I don't think that's the one for me. And they said, they said, we know you. We think it is a good fit. We've, we know you both. We've, we know them. We know you. And I was like, okay, because they have been so amazing to me through that whole process. I said, okay, I trust you. I trust you. Let's, let's work the process. And I remember feeling afraid that it was going to be another heartbreaking process. But obviously, as you see, I'm standing here with you today. In fact, uh, do you, you guys know that today is my one-year anniversary of, yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel, too. Um, and I can tell you, logically, the Bible tells us that the wisdom of man is foolishness to God. And while for me it made logical sense to be at faith for a day, I am so glad that God put me here because this is where I was meant to be. This is where I was meant to be. Um, the last year has been amazing. And you know, the fact of the matter is that I have quit coveting Roy Ice's job because I am so glad that this is where I am. This is where I'm supposed to be. But let me tell you something. What I'd like to tell Ken before this is, is that Jesus knows what he's doing. And a lot of us spend a lot of our life wishing for things that Jesus hasn't given us. Instead of being content in the now that he's given us. And our Jewish friends have a little saying. Uh, you can find it on jewishlearningmatters.com. The saying is, Samak Bachelko. If you don't know what that means, read what it says below it. It means be happy or content with one's lot. To be happy or content with one's lot. And on that same website, it says something that, that just hit me smack in the face as I was thinking about the commandment, the 10th commandment about not coveting. The person who wrote this on, on this particular page said, there is no limit to what we don't have. Can I read that one more time? I heard, I heard, a, couple, I heard a couple of you feel it. There is no limit to what we do not have. And if that is where we focus, then our lives are inevitably filled with endless 
dissatisfaction. There'll always be that one more thing, right? Let's just say that you had the dream of owning a home. You own a home, you get it paid off. Suddenly it's too small. You always wanted to have this kind of car and you get it. And then you realize that if you had bought the version that had a couple more features, boy, you would have been a lot more happy. Or it turns out like me, you wanted that, uh, that amazing Volkswagen Jetta TDI. You might remember a couple years ago what happened with that. Yeah, I, was, I got to be a good part of that. That was exciting. If you don't, you can Google it. <laughs> My point is, there is never an end to what we don't have. And if that's where our focus is, we're never going to be happy. And a lot of us think, we think that it's the thing that around us that gives us our happiness and contentment. It's my job, it's my wife, it's my house, it's my car, it's the people that work for me, it's the people... There's always something wrong. There's always something that's lacking. You know, that 10th commandment brings us full circle around back to that first commandment. Here's what I mean. Think about the, the, the commandments. The first one is have no other gods. So have no other gods, right? A lot of the other commandments have to do with physical actions. Don't kill, don't steal, keep the Sabbath. Um, don't make idols. Physical actions. Now, I hope, that, I hope that through this all, you realize that we can break these through non-physical actions, right? But a lot of them have to do with physical actions. But the first and the 10th commandment have to do with what's going on up here. This is, one of, this is a commandment that you do not have to do anything outwardly to break. It says, do not covet, something that happens in the mind. The first commandment, the first commandment says, have no other gods, something else that happens in the mind. So when I say the 10th commandment pulls us all the way back around to the first one, I'm being serious. All these commandments play off of each other. And that's why we're told in the New Testament, if you've broken one, you've broken them all because they all weave together. But that first and that 10th, there's a connection there. It's a full circle back. In Colossians, Paul explains it this way. Look at the last. Therefore, put to death in your members, which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is having other gods. Covetousness is having other gods. Why? Because covetousness says, I am not complete unless I have this God over here or that God over there or that God over there. And yes, it is absolutely possible to make your house, your vehicle, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your sexuality, 
we can make all those things gods, things that are more important than God himself. So the question for you today is, when I say that Jesus is enough, do you believe it? I know we intellectually believe it, but do we really believe it? So let me ask you this. Just a little thought experiment for a second. Don't raise your hand. Why? Because the first two questions I'm going to ask are easy. You won't be ashamed to raise your hand, but the third one you might not want to get in the habit of doing the first two. First question, do you want God to love you as is? I'm thinking that most of you are mentally seeing your hand go up. Yeah, I want God to love me as is. Second question, do you want others to love you as is? I see people nodding their heads. Again, just be careful because the next one's coming. Yeah, we want to be loved as is. Most of us crave another person to accept us just as we are. Uh, we don't want to use that as an excuse for bad behavior, but we want to be loved even when we do bad behavior, right? In spite of it. Let me ask you this. How many of you love yourself and your life as it is right now? So you want God to love you. You want others to love you. But what about you? Do you love you? Do you love the life God has given you as is? Don't hear me wrong. This is not me saying you shouldn't have aspirations. It doesn't mean you shouldn't have goals. It doesn't mean that you need to go ahead and live in poverty if that's where God has put you in the moment and that you just need to stay there forever. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what covetousness is about. But the point is, if God has put you in poverty now, have you figured out how to be content and happy now and to let Jesus be enough in this moment yeah, go ahead and make plans to better yourself, absolutely. But if you're not happy when you're poor, you won't be happy when you're rich. Paul says it this way, I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing, or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. This, the 10 commandments begin with Jesus. Jesus flows all through all of them and they circle back around with Jesus. Are you content now because you have Jesus now? Jesus is the missing thing in your life if you're not content. It's the thing that I have to remind myself when I was coveting Roy Ice's job that Jesus was enough in the moment that I was. And the interesting thing for me was, it wasn't until I got to the point where I had given that back to Jesus 
that Faith Search came back around and told me about whole life. I had to figure out to be content as I was, where I was, to find peace with it. Family, I just can't emphasize this enough. And this is the reason why we're closing off our 10 Commandments series with communion. Do you understand that this is what communion symbolizes? Communion is all about Jesus in us. His broken body being consumed by us and giving us energy, spiritual reformation. His blood coming into us, symbolizing new life, eternal life that only he can give. When we talk about being content, I want to ask you today, have you found the secret of contentment in Jesus? If you haven't, you will keep chasing it and chasing it, and it will just always be that far away from your grasp. First service, I mentioned the fact that, and I think one of the greatest illustrations of this is marriage. About 45% of American marriages end in divorce. And I think oftentimes some, in some of those marriages that, that what happens is the person thinks, if I weren't married to this person, my life would be better if I were married to this other person. And you would think that in a first marriage, you would kind of learn what you needed and what, what didn't work and, and, and you'd kind of get that figured out. So then you would say that logically, second marriages would have a lower divorce rate but they don't. There's actually a higher divorce rate for second marriages, 60%. And you would think that after two people, you would kind of have it feared out, but the divorce rate for third marriages is over 70%. Because what I said a few minutes ago is true. If you're not happy now, you're not going to be happy later. family. Contentment comes through Jesus. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I want you to know today that whatever you think is going to make you happy, you're thinking too small. You're thinking too small. You can't think big enough for God. You can't. That's why we need Jesus. Because he has the wisdom to guide our lives. And there are a lot of times where he's guided my life to places where I was miserable. And I said, Jesus, I thought if I had you, then I was going to be happy and content. And Jesus said, Yes, learn to be happy and content. (laughs) Family, the good news of the gospel is not that Jesus fulfilled the loss so that when we fail, we don't have to pay the price. We do not have to live in fear of our failures. 
Rather, Jesus' life inspires us to keep growing in our keeping of his law because doing so brings joy and happiness into our lives and makes the world a better place. The better we keep God's law, the better we reflect Jesus to a world that desperately needs Jesus and needs to see living demonstrations of God's grace and goodness displayed through us, his disciples. That's why we keep the Ten Commandments. We don't do it so that we'll be saved. We do it because we're in love with Jesus. If you don't believe me, at least believe Jesus, who said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you don't love Jesus and you keep his commandments, you're wasting your time. I think you're still going to live a better life than if you didn't. But you're not earning salvation by doing that. You got to love Jesus. And then you can keep his commandments the right way. As we partake of communion in the next few moments, let's remember that this is exactly what is represented. It's Jesus coming into us. The bread reminds us that Christ's perfect body gives us power to be like him. And the grape juice representing his blood reminds us that he has given us life, the gift of eternal life. In just a few moments, the band will be worshiping Jesus with a medley of songs. I want to invite you to join them in worship, either on your own or with your family. So what we're not going to do today is we're not going to have me stand up here saying, okay, take and eat the bread. Okay, take and drink the grape juice. Instead, what we're going to do is I'm going to have a prayer of blessing on those elements before I sit down. And then while the band is playing, I invite you with your family or individually to prayerfully partake of those elements together with your family or individually and reflect as the music plays on what Jesus' body and blood mean to you. I just invite you to just also be aware that there may be people around you who are trying to concentrate, pray, and experience Jesus and don't do anything to be a distraction for those people, okay? So let's go ahead and in the next few moments, let's take part in this together in this room. You don't have to wait for me to say, take eat. You don't have to wait for me to say, take drink. You can do this as the music is playing. And then we're going to get to the final song in this medley. And that final song is Great Are You, Lord. When you hear that song going, you're gonna see that I'm gonna stand up and start singing. I invite you to wrap up partaking in the emblems at that point, and then join me by standing up and singing out your gratitude for Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, thank you for giving yourself. Holy Spirit, thank you for living in us. Jesus, we pray that your blessing would be on these elements. May we partake in them with seriousness, but also with joy. May we recognize the meaning of your broken body. May we recognize the high cost for that spilled blood. May we partake of these and be transformed by your spirit. We pray in your name. Amen. Hi, this is Randy McGray, podcast producer and host here at Whole Life Church. Loving people into a lifelong friendship with God is our mission at the Whole Life Church, and our podcasts, Speaking of Grace, and its companion, 
15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit. Now that you've heard the message for this week, don't forget to check out the Whole Life Takeaways for this message. Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians, all focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation. We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast-related on our website, wholelife.church slash podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.